Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, and I'm just checking in on you. What's going on? How are you? Um, you know, usually I start my podcast, you know what I mean? I just start riffing, I fuck around or whatever, but this, this, this podcast is different. I've been giving, I've been giving instructions. It says, Bill, please mention dates are going on sale Friday morning at the top of the podcast. It is the top of the podcast. We've added a second leg of the Bill Burr slight return fall 2022 tour. Uh, tickets are on sale now or on Friday, I should say. You get your tickets at billbird.com slash tour. And uh, we added a bunch of dates to, I got to be honest with you, some of um, some of the cities that we've added here. I mean, these are just the fun ones. And a couple that I haven't been to in a long time. And one of, or a couple that I've never never even done stand-up in. So real quickly, starting September 8th, this is right through to December 17th. I'm going to read off all the cities. This is like back in the day, if you're old, when you'd be watching the news in the morning right after your paper route and they'd be announcing all the schools that didn't have school because of snow. Um, all right. Tulsa, Oklahoma, Houston, Texas, Dallas, Texas, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Louisville, Kentucky, Bloomington, Indiana. Got to go to that one if you're anywhere near. I'm playing in the Hoosier Dome. I think it's, no, Hoosier Dome is where the Colts play, where the Indiana Hoosiers play, where I saw Bobby Knight in the Indiana Hoosiers, coach the Indiana Hoosiers against the uh, soon-to-be NCAA champions that year, Michigan State. Um, it was amazing watching him coach and all that. He made me feel better about my temperament. I can tell you that because as big a temper I have, I got nothing on that guy. That guy was, uh, he was impressive. He was impressive. Um, into October, I have Cincinnati, finally making up Windsor, Ontario, Minneapolis, Minnesota. I was just up there. I did a casino. There's uh, another Juicy Lucy there. And Des Moines, Iowa. I haven't been to Des Moines in forever. Um, I'm a big fan of Iowa. Hope I'm hoping that the Iowa Hawkeyes got a game so I can finally check that one off the list. Maybe the uh, Minnesota uh, Golden Gophers. I can get something up there. I haven't been to a Big Ten game out that way. And, uh, you know, being a drummer, um, loving Slipknot and all of that. And it was funny when uh, Joey Jordanson, uh, rest his soul, um, I remember I never understood. I used to do a joke when I would, when I would go to uh, Iowa and I would talk about how, you know, I never understood the anger of Slipknot until I went to Iowa in February, you know, and it was fucking freezing out and all the crops were cut down. The sky was overcast and it was just meeting that barren earth. I mean, it was literally like a lunar landscape. And I was just like, I would go out of my fucking mind out here. Um, but it's beautiful in the summer. Uh, into November, Grand Rapids, Michigan, Chicago, Illinois, Peoria, Illinois, the birthplace of the greatest who ever did it, Richard Pryor, uh, Madison, Wisconsin, Reading, Pennsylvania, and then I'm going to Florida, Jacksonville, Florida, Orlando, Florida, and a place, I don't even know where this is, Estero, Florida, never been there, Boise, Idaho, to start off December, haven't been there in forever, Salt Lake City, Colorado Springs, then I end the year, New Orleans, Nolens, Austin, Texas, San Antonio, Texas. So um, that is going to be fucking 
fun. There's not one city in there that I'm not excited to go to. All right? And I know people shit on fucking cities or whatever. I like going to all, all those all those ones, you know? People shit on Jacksonville, Florida. Last time I went down there, I went to a fucking gun range. I ate alligator and I went to a fucking Jacksonville Jaguars game against the Cincinnati Bengals and I had a fucking blast. All right? I didn't go down there and try to get some plant-based fucking uh, shit burger, you know, and then go take a fucking liquid dump in a general neutral bathroom over there. I, that's something I do in Hollywood. (laughs) But I'm in Jacksonville. I'm like, give me a goddamn gator fucking sandwich. And I would love to shoot that 50 caliber. Thank you very much. Um, And then when I ask for earplugs, they know I'm from fucking, I'm not from LA, but I got the LA vibe. You know what I mean? I got on a spray tan. I got my shirt fucking, you know, unbuttoned down to my uh, my pasty navel. You know, bringing that producer vibe. That's what I do. I like going to those offbeat, the cities people don't go to. I like to go there and look down on people and go to a, a, a nearby watering hole and talk loudly about how great where I live is versus, no, I don't do that shit. Fucking with you. Anyways, so those tickets go on sale. And um, I am, uh, I don't know, I'm really excited to go out to all of those places and uh, see how the new act comes together, Um, you know, because I have a special coming out, so I have no pressure. Special hasn't even come out yet, so I don't have an, other than to replace the old material, there's no pressure of like, when's the next one coming out, man? It's coming out. It's shot. It's ready to go. The powers that be have to decide when. But me, old freckles, I can just put my comedy fucking shoes up, right? And, uh, you know, just have fun. Have fun trying to put together the new thing. I'll tell you this. The shoes that I've seen over the years in stand-up comedy. You know, when I first started, it was the tail end of the 80s. Boom, fallout. So there was still mullets. There was still people with sport coats with the sleeves pulled up, still doing the Miami Vice thing. This is seven years after Don Crockett and uh, the other guy, whatever, whatever his character's name was, made that look famous. This is seven years later. They were still rocking that. And a lot of them who still rocked that look, their jokes were still from 1985. Right? So for some reason, if you dress like that, you stop writing jokes during the second season of Miami Vice. Um, if you had pigment, there was a lot of loafers with no socks. There was some silly socks. And, uh, the guys that were more hip, I swear to God, they kept the star search look was in big. It was a big look when I first started the Paisley shirts, the puffy pants with like the fucking, what do you call it? Pleated slacks that would fan out to show that, you know, that would hide the fact that you didn't do your fucking legs no squats, and then they would taper down in around your legs, around your ankles, in case you decided to moonwalk to close out your set. Um, and then the more the more rugged, I don't give a fuck, bar hack guys, they had acid wash jeans, um, and then like all white, like Reebok, those fucking, those Reeboks that everybody had. It was weird. They were like chick shoes, but then like guys who knew how to fight and fuck cheerleaders somehow got away with wearing them. 
and you wanted to say that those sneakers are chick sneakers, but you didn't want to take the ass kicking. So you didn't. You just kind of, you know, watched them go by like, hey, how you doing? And then they would walk by and then would be like, dude, he's got the same sneakers on as his, his fucking uh, Susie fucking firm tits over there. What's going on with that? And that was an actual name of somebody I went to high school with, Susie Firm Tits. Um, I think they were from Finland. Um, anyway, and then somewhere along the line, sneakers went from white. This is how long I've been doing it. They went from white to black. And now all these years later, they're kind of coming back to white again. And it's sort of like, it's a real weird time right now where I remember when baggy clothes came in yeah, that's right. Grunge started. So there was all of that, you know, that flannel shit. All of that was coming out. And me and my friends were all laughing, going like, dude, we've been wearing fucking flannels for years. Now these are like in style. This is like shit you used to wear when you landscaped. All of a sudden that was in. That was in. Because so Seattle bands, were, they, they were men of the people. And they wanted to let you know. So they would go up there. And they would act like they, they, they just got done fucking, you know, edging a driveway, right? Or a walkway, whatever you do. By the way, one of my guilty pleasures is I actually follow a guy on Instagram who power washes and edges like walkways up to people's houses. <laughs> I don't know why I love that shit so much. I just remember growing up. We never really had the nice yard, you know, when I was younger. We never did. First of all, nobody had a nice yard. There was one family that had a nice yard. When I was living up on the North Shore, there was one family. And I remember we used to look like they actually had a, a fucking ridiculously green. And th- it was the only guy who gave a fuck about his yard in the neighborhood. And he had, he had a brick on a house. What went up, right? And he had like the greenest fucking lawn I had ever seen. And it was edged perfectly. Edged the way everybody's yard seems to be edged. But back, to, I remember seeing that. And we all thought like, oh my God, those people are fucking rich. Like, look at that. Like everybody else's fucking grass just grew there was all kinds of all kinds of that 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 fucking crabgrass in there. The shit grew over the walk. Driveway was filthy, acorns and pebbles and all of this shit, you know. Snow plow would come in and fucking take a chunk out during the winter. And it just stayed that way. But these people, their fucking lawn their their driveway was blacktop, which is hilarious. That's just you're just basically coloring in old asphalt, but it was blacktopped. They had the perfect, perfect fucking grass and the edge. I never told you guys, back in the day, I lived up on the North Shore. The North Shore. There's the North Shore and the South Shore. We were up north when I was really young. And I remember there was these kids up the street. This is pre-X Games. And they would take, they'd steal a piece of plywood because they were building houses. It was very over the edge. If you ever saw that movie, like New Housing project was just being added down the street they just blew out the woods and they just kept building houses and um they would get like a piece of plywood that's all it was piece of plywood and then they would get uh, some spare tires they put like two down they would lean it against it and then they would ride down on their regular ass bikes this is before bmx just regular bikes shit you got a child world 
child were pre-Toys R Us and they would fucking jump on these things and land. And what would happen inevitably was somebody would try to, you know, they being guys, they try to top each other and keep adding more tires. More tires they added, the more severe the angle was, the faster they would be riding. And then the, eventually the plywood would fucking snap and someone would get, get fucked up. And I used to just sit on the hill and watch them. You know, it was a big fucking hill. It was a thing like back then where it was like, like big kids. This is like, the, this was the beginning of like all of that shit for F is for family. If you ever saw it, it was from that neighborhood. And um, me and my, my, my best friend from back then, we would just sit on the hill and we would watch him. And we always made sure that we didn't get too close. Because if he got too close, they either beat the shit out of you or they'd make you get on a bike and go do it yourself. So you always knew with like big kids, you always knew that they were doing something cool, but you wanted to make sure you gave yourself enough of a head start or like be up a hill so you could get the fuck away from them. Because uh, they, they were assholes. They were fucking assholes. Let me tell you a story. Why I, got like, uh, I got a cowboy outfit for my birthday. I couldn't have been more than like six years old. And my mother dressed me up in this thing, right? Cowboy hat with the little bandana, she tied it around my neck. And then I had a holster, right? And they had this, and it came with one gun with the mother of pearl handle, right? A six shooter. It was all plastic, but I couldn't believe it. I was so psyched. And she sent me outside dressed like that. And I didn't even make it to the end of the driveway. Because kids just fucking roamed around. They, just, they were just out there, the whole neighborhood. They just like, parent, parenting back then was go outside. Just go out. You just went outside. They did the same thing with pets. There was no fucking leash laws. They just let their fucking dog out. And when the thing came home, they fed it. And that was it. So <laughs> we were fucking, I don't know. So she sends me outside. And I, yeah, I, I basically made it to the end of the driveway. And then this one dude who was like, sometimes cool, sometimes not, depended on who he was hanging out with. And then he was with this other kid who's always a douche. Fucking hated that kid. Still hate that kid. Um, they, and I'm not going to say any fucking names. They came up the street, they saw me, and they just walked right over. I know, I know there was three of them. I can't remember who the other kid was. I think he was that other rich kid down the street that had the Apollo 3-speed with the slick fucking tire on the back. I couldn't believe it. It's like he had a fucking motorcycle, except it was a bicycle. Um, that's how you would judge it back then in the early seventies, what your lawn looked like and the kind of bicycle you bought your son. Um, so anyway, I got to the end of the fucking driveway and I'm thinking I'm looking all cool. And I remember that on again, off again, kid walked right up, took the gun out of my fucking holster and just fucking like Gronkowski spiked it into the street. And it shattered into a million pieces. The handle did. So the, I guess the rest of the gun must have been metal. And then him and his friends walked away laughing. And I just picked it up. And I walked inside. And I handed it to my mother. And she goes, what happened to your gun? And I just said, big kids. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. She should have asked me who did it. I was young enough it would have been all right if I ratted him out. I could have got another fucking gun, but I didn't. I just said, big kids. And she just set it on the counter and I sat down and I was all sad and she made me a sandwich and that was it. No cell phone video. 
No fucking uh, Facebook, Twitter, fucking whatever the hell you guys are on now. TikTok, Classroom, Coming to the Stage, whatever that shit is that you guys are on. Um, I like that social media has kind of slowed the fuck down. Where it was like MySpace and then Facebook and then Twitter and then fucking Vine. Then that other fucking thing and then fucking Instagram. And somewhere along the way, it was just like, all right, Twitter's not going away. Facebook's not going away. Instagram's not going away. All right. Everybody can keep fucking jumping around and blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the fucking day, you're coming back to these. I mean, what's wrong with Instagram? Who the fuck leaves Instagram? I mean, Instagram is the shit. I mean, what do you want to, what do you want to look at? Huh? Everything from ass and titties to old cars, guitars, fucking animals killing each other. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what else you need. So anyway, um, that same kid that was on again, off again, cool. I, I do remember when they were putting the pool in at his house. We were watching them and, and the guys had fucking put the concrete in and they were sitting there like with those things smoothing it out. And they were in like the deep end, which makes me wonder how the fuck they would have got out. And uh, one of the big kids dared me to throw a rock into it and I wanted their approval, so I did it. I picked up this rock and I just fucking threw it. It's <laughs> big fucking, but you know, I want to say it was the size of a softball, but I was a little kid, but it was a significant size rock. I just threw it there. And the guy just stopped and he looked up. And he goes, you throw that? And I just went, yes. And he goes, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and I walked away, but I achieved what I wanted to do. I made the big kids laugh. And the next couple times they saw me, they didn't beat me up. So that was all right. Didn't break any of my toys. Um, anyways, let's do some, uh, let's do some of the reads here. Celtics lost game one. If you're living under a rock like me, uh, I missed all of that game. I might miss game two cause I'm doing shows this weekend, but I'll definitely be in there for game three. Um, I know Miami's a tough team there and who's kidding who? I think Golden State's the, uh, odds on favorite. Who the, I don't know who they're playing in the Western conference finals. All right. Look at, look who it is, everybody. It's masterclass. You know, with Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. Learn to BBQ from Aaron Franklin, skateboarding from Tony Hawk, how to throw a rock into a pool by Little Billy Burr, or learn songwriting and producing from Alicia Keys. With over 100 classes from a range of world-class instructors, that thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. Masterclass, master, master. Master is accessible on your phone, web, or smart TV, offering classes on a wide variety of topics, all taught by world-class masters at the top of their fields. Each class is broken into out into individual video lessons, usually around 10 minutes long. You know what? When I get a moment in my life, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on this thing and find some drum lessons, piano, or something like that. Uh, members can explore at their own pace, and each class is supported by downloadable materials, Lessons, recipes, or more. Hundreds of video lessons from 100 plus of today's most brilliant minds are available anytime, anywhere on iOS, Android, desktop, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, and Roku. I highly recommend you check it out. 
Um, get unlimited access to every masterclass. I don't know why you wouldn't do this. This is, this is the good part of the internet. Uh, stay away from the demon shit. And uh, this is great for your mind too. Learning something new. The new studies are saying it helps stave off dementia if you have that in your family. Um, is that true? I have no idea. But this is a podcast and it's on the internet. So there's no liability. And as a Monday morning, and as a Monday morning podcast listener, you get 15% off an annual membership. Go to masterclass.com slash burn now. That's masterclass.com slash burn for 15% off masterclass. Oh, look who it is, everybody. It's Roman. You know, when the moment for intimacy arrives, you need to be ready. Roman ready. Whether you've been in a relationship for years or you're just getting started, having the confidence that comes from preparation means you're free to enjoy the moment when the moment comes. Even though you are far from ordinary, the truth is that erectile dysfunction is really common. Everybody's doing it, man. In fact, 52% of guys aged 40 to 70 experience some form of erectile dysfunction. Uh, go to getroman.com slash burn now to speak to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional about erectile dysfunction and get $15 off your first month of treatment. ED is more common than most people think. In fact, I don't think most people even think about it. Uh, in fact, 52% of men between the ages of 40 and 70 will experience some form of erectile dysfunction. And now that I read that, okay, these Romans in your head, see what they're doing? You're going to experience it. Fuck, I'm between 40 and 70. Is that going to happen to me? And next thing you know, you got to buy their swipes. Roman's system is completely confidential and totally discreet. No big logos or labels on packages. Take care of your erectile dysfunction without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash Burr today. Hey, if all these broads can go out and get Botox in their face, why can't you fucking do a little smoothie smooth with one of them swipes there to get your dick to salute the flag again? Go to GetRoman.com slash Burr today, and if, you've prescribed, get, and if you're prescribed, get $15 off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this fall. Roman ready. Why this fall? You're going to take the summer off? I mean, that's, that's big time banging time, isn't it? The summer. That's why there's so many goddamn kids born in like April. So everybody's running around with no fucking clothes on. I'm telling you, keep running around like that. You're going to get pregnant. That's what they used to say. Is that battle still going on? These fucking idiots on the right. Jesus Christ. Who gives a shit if you think it's the taking of a life? How much harder does the world have to get? There's 7 billion of us. By all means, don't bring any more here. I understand if you think it's killing a baby. You know what I mean? I get it. How do you know that baby's going to be a good person? You ever think of that? Over there on the fucking... (laughs) Over there on the right? Um, Or maybe on the left. There's a lot of people on the left. That's another thing, too. That's, That's the dirty secret. The dirty secret of the left is there's people on the left that they, you know, they're not going to say don't do it, all right? But they they view it the same way people on the right do, minus telling other people not to do it, okay? I view abortion the way I view heroin, okay? It's not something I would do, but I'm not going to tell you not to do it, okay? Listen, God put heroin on this planet for a reason, okay? And maybe, just maybe, he put strip malls on this planet 
for another reason. Okay, I'm just saying. All right. Um, I'm fucking with you. I, I I don't I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. As far as telling you what the fuck to do. All right. Someone shouldn't tell you to get a goddamn. I don't know what prostate exam or to wear a mask, whatever your fucking causes. I love everybody who fucking walks around. They don't want people telling them what to do, you know? But then whenever there's a fucking problem in society, they then look at government and they tell them to fix it. I mean, make up your mind. Do you want fucking parents or do you want to move out? You know, you want to be fucking Snake Plissken? Or do you want to live in 1984? That's my question. All right, abortion. Uh, what should I look up here? Abortion clinic near me. Abortion news. Let's look up news. There's going to be some angry people screaming. All right, here we go. Democratic witness tells House Committee men can get pregnant, have abortions. Um, all right. I don't even need to click on that. What do you mean men can get pregnant? What the fuck are they talking about? This is like, it, this is just, I don't know. I, as a lefty, I don't understand well, you know what? It is the extreme left. You know what I mean? It's like I'm a, I'm a fan of sports. I'm a big fan of sports, but I don't call in sports. I got to tell you guys how much I love and hate a fucking smartphone. I swear to God, it's got so many goddamn shortcuts, but you don't know what anything is. I barely touch the side of the thing, and it stops the fucking recording. Now, what the hell was I talking about? Ah, Jesus Christ. I, I just, what, I was talking about abortion. Then I was talking about yeah, the extreme people on the left. Oh, sports fans. Yeah, like I, I would never call up. I would never call in sports talk radio. I mean, I guess I'm glad people do. I'm glad there's people that go before like the fucking Senate or whatever, our House committee, and tell them that a man can get pregnant. A man cannot get pregnant. <laughs> We're not born with a womb over there unless... I will tell you this, in the future, that's going to happen. Because they can already grow like an ear in a Petri dish. The shit that they can do is fucking unbelievable. So basically, what, what, when, when modern medicine becomes, you know, gas monkey garage, and you could basically do a body off restoration and do a chip foos thing where you're combining different eras, except you'd combine different genders. There's going to be like women pressuring their men. It used to be to get a vasectomy. Now it's going to be, why don't you get a woman? Why don't you carry this fucking thing around? You know what I mean? I love how women bitch about that all the fucking time. They bitch the guys about it. It's like, don't talk to us. Talk to the good Lord. The good Lord made you that way. I didn't. What the fuck are you yelling at me for? I mean, I agree with you. Sounds like it sucks. By the way, good luck with that. That's a, I just love how when women are going through shit, like that men have to care about it too. As if they give a fuck what we're going. They don't give a shit. They really don't. They don't give a fuck. That's why, you know, I, you know, I love women individually. But as a group, when they start bitching, I just can't stop heckling them. It's just too much fun. I don't know what it, but that's not really a woman thing. You know, a bunch of Star Wars fans get together. How do you not say something bad? Yeah, why don't you grow up, you know? 
Childhood's over, man, right? Childhood's over as I'm still talking about Apollo 3 speeds. You know, yeah, I know people are in the NBA playoffs, so I bitch about the fucking lack of defense. It's just, I'm a cunt, all right? I am a cunt. Wait a minute, do I need a transition? Um, all right, anyway, that's the podcast here. I'm looking forward to watching the NBA playoffs. And uh, congratulations to the New York Rangers with that overtime win. I've been missing so much of this, this playoff hockey. Condolences out to the fucking Toronto Maple Leaf fans once again. My God. Oy vey, oy vey, oy vey. Uh, but they are still not considered cursed because they live in Canada. And they like to pretend they're nice to one another. So uh, they, don't, they don't come at people like that. Despite the fact that the Rangers were considered cursed. And they went 54 years. All right. The Toronto Maple Leafs have now gone 55 years. Sank on sank. Sank on sank on. Right. Is that how you say it? Um, 55 fucking years without winning it. Lyndon Johnson was still president. It was before he said, I will not seek. Nor nor will I accept the Democratic nomination for president, right? It was before that. Before we walked on the moon or pretended to walk on the moon. All right? I mean, before a whole bunch of assassinations. This is before, I mean, you think of the shit that's happened in 55 fucking years. Lyndon Johnson, Richard Nixon. Gerald Ford, Jimmy Carter, Ronald Reagan, George Bush, Bill Clinton, George Bush Jr., Obama, Trump, Jojo, Jojo Biden, Jojo, over here, over here. You're giving a speech. Come on, buddy. Come over here. Worst speech ever. Um, Yeah, it's fucking bananas. So that's my thing. That's why I root for him every fucking year. If the Bruins are out of it or if the Bruins are playing them, I won't root for them. But other than that, I have to fucking root for those guys. All right, that's it. That's, that's the end of this shit. Um, anyway, I'm on my way to Tampa, Tampa, Florida, which means I got to go down to Ybor City at some point, get, me, get myself a cigar. Um, and then I go over to uh, West Palm Beach or some shit after that. I'm going to have a good time. A little bingo bango in and out, gone. And then I fly back. So bingo, bango, what's that for? That was DeRose's friend with the fucking beer and the shot. Bingo, bango. Um, anyways, I go all the way. I go back to LA. And then that's it. Is this Memorial Day? No, Memorial Day is next weekend. Nice. Nice, nice baby. Do, 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 do. All right, Memorial Day weekend. That's right. We remember all the troops that fought in all the wars so we could buy flat screen TVs. And drink like fish on Memorial Day weekend. Don't ever forget, all right? Don't ask, don't tell. Uh, go get yourself a womb and get pregnant so you can complain like a woman. All right, sorry, fucking around. All right, that's it. God bless you, especially all the women out there. You're so strong and brave. All right, that's it, everybody. Um, have a great weekend, you cunts. And uh, listen to the music by the great Andrew Themelis. And then there'll be a bonus episode of the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. See ya.
Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, May 19th, 2014. Barometric pressure outside is about 75. Um, welcome. Welcome to another edition of this um I don't know what the fuck it is. It's a goddamn podcast, all right? What are you doing right now? Are you at the gym? That's what somebody told me recently. You always think we're at cubicles. We're not in cubicles. Some of us are on treadmills. So hello to all the people on treadmills. Uh, You're running at this point, or you're just starting? Are you just starting on your treadmills? On your treadmill, I should say, unless you're running on more than one. Are you that douche? Is the douche? The treadmill douche in the gym right now? You know that person who for some reason, uh, do you burn more calories when you go backwards? You know? Or is that some sort of mating ritual where you get your ball sent fucking blown the other way? And that somehow attracts the women on the elliptical behind you? I don't know what it is. You ever see these fucking jerk-offs? They run backwards. Then they go sideways. Because they got to have a lot of lateral movement in the fucking office. You never know when the boss is going to call an audible and start pointing to your side of the fucking cubes, right? Like you're turning around, yelling at a cornerback down in the fucking break room. What are you running sideways for? Why are you running backwards? You fucking douche, and then you fall and you break your tailbone. And who do you sue? Huh? Chicago Fitness, whatever the fuck you at. Whatever the fuck you at, whatever the fuck you're at. Sorry. All right? You know what? I have to admit something, and I have to apologize to the people of Chicago. When I pictured somebody in Chicago running backwards, I pictured, you know, a fat guy with a mustache and a bear's hat. You guys really have never outlived that sketch, in my, I guess, in my world. You know, duh, bears. And I know nobody says that there. They might say a version of it, but nobody says that. But for me, to me, you guys are always going to be those, those, those guys. I mean, I, you probably shouldn't give a fuck what I think. But, you know, somewhere, somewhere there's somebody in Chicago that does give a shit. You give a shit. You know what you guys need to do to lift your fucking self-esteem out there with that whole second city horseshit? The next generation of babies that are born, and t- instead of telling them it's Lake Michigan, just tell them it's an ocean. Michigan Ocean or some shit. And maybe... You'll have the arrogance of someone who lives on the coast, and people will start taking you seriously. What are you going to say right now, Chicago, huh? Oh, what about our Chicago Blackhawks? It's hockey. You're not controlling finance like they are in New York City. How many old people are you stealing from in Chicago right now, the way they are in downtown Manhattan? I'm just fucking with you. I know Chicago is one of the most corrupt fucking cities out there. You got to give it respect. Overtly racist. Fucking with the finance. Home of some of the fucking top mob guys throughout history. And they got the Chicago Blackhawks, who I will tell you, I don't think anybody's fucking stopping them. But I'll get to that later. If you hear the banging downstairs, um, as you said, that slowly but surely, I'm getting the fucking house repaired. I know what you think, Bill. Jesus Christ. The fuck, speaking of Lake Michigan, when did that water pour into your house? That was like over a year ago. Yes, it was. And it fixed the upstairs, but the downstairs was built like a fucking tree fort. So what I decided to do was rather than just rebuild what the fuck was there, I decided to knock it all out and uh, start from scratch and build what the fuck should have been there. And if anybody knows me, And they look at the dick jokes in my act. You can tell the level of quality that I expect (laughs) 
from that job downstairs. Hey, is the podcast loud enough right now? Everybody complains. Make my fucking ears hurt right now how loud I have this turned up. I think I have it down. I don't know what the fucking deal is. I hope it's not going to be overly loud, but every week somebody goes, dude, I can't even fucking hear the thing. Um, so anyways, this was, this was my week. I guess I got to talk about NHL first because the first thing before all the bullshit is I watched my bot, my Boston Bruins, uh, absolutely fucking blow it against the Montreal Canadiens. I'm just going to pause here for all the effeminate French guys clapping their hands together like they're playing patty cake with themselves, you know, with your colorful socks. <laughs> um, unbelievable. That that was so fucking embarrassing to lose that, that series. It was so fucking like the way we lost it. It's not embarrassing to lose to the Canadians. It sucks, but that was... The first time in a long time. I'm going to go back to the 80s that I felt that, like, embarrassed. Turning point in the series, I'm going to say, Sean Thornton spraying the water at fucking P.K. Subban. Why would you do that? Why would you fucking do that? For those of you who don't watch hockey, we were down two games to one, and they won the first game. So immediately we lost home, home ice advantage, whatever the fuck that means, right? So we win game two. Now it's 1-1. We go into their building. They win. Game two. They're holding serve. So we come in. We got to win game four. We fucking win it. Game five. Can we take control of the fucking series? We win game five. As Paul Verzi told me, Joe Torre said the two most important games to win in a seven-game series, he felt, was game two and game five, which totally makes sense. Because if you lost game one, you have to win game two, or else you got to win four of the next five. You got to even that motherfucker, right? And then game five, you win game five, all you got to do is win one of two. If you lose game five, you got to win six or seven. Bill, it's simple math. Well, believe it or not, some people don't know it. So we win game five. There's two and a half minutes to go. They're dejected. The Canadians are dejected. They had the series by the fucking proverbial balls over there. And they let the Bruins right back in it. And now they're on the verge of fucking elimination. So what do we do? What do we do? Fuckheads that we were. One of the people on our team decides to not only for no fucking reason spray water at not only somebody on the other team, their best fucking player. The player that the other people probably rally around because he's fucking the best guy on the fucking team. We spray water in his goddamn face. The dumbest fucking thing. You ever remember those old Batman episodes in the 1960s where they'd have the guy off Batman and Robin is this fit for our Cape Crusaders but blah, 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 they would look like they were fucking dead and the bad guy always did fucked it up somehow that was the moment right there that was the fucking moment he sprays it in there so then you knew you knew they were going to come out like gangbusters I said it last week I didn't think that they were going to win game six I didn't think we'd get pummeled four games four goals to, to, to four to nothing that's what happened. They completely dominated wire to fucking wire. Dominated that fucking game. So then we go down to game seven, and I, had a, I didn't have a vibe either way. Are we going to win or are we going to lose? I didn't know. But it's not like the old days when the Canadians fucking owned us. They don't. They haven't since fucking 1987, despite what these fucking idiots will write because they're lazy sports writers. Not only has it been even, we've actually had the better of it for the last fucking 30 years or so. So... 
you know, it was a six-team fucking league, okay, with an expansion six. It was the tail end of that horseshit. All right, can we get over it already? Jesus, today I could share myself. Enough already. It's fucking over. He's dead, and so is everybody else that watched him give that speech. Um, anyways, they're probably not, but who gives a fuck? So we go into game seven, and uh, it's the, the usual shit. I, I don't think I can remember a series where we missed more fucking open nets hit more crossbars. We were like, I don't know what happened. I don't know what the fuck happened. A couple of our guys couldn't hit the side of a fucking barn. I still love them. I don't think they need to shake up the team. I love that shit. Whenever you lose a series, just, you know, some, some decisions have to be made. You got to make some, like, like you, you don't have a, whatever. We had a bad fucking series. So anyways, um, the game ends and then in a handshake line, Lucic is telling a couple of, he told a couple, he's supposed to just go through the line and no matter what, grit your teeth, say good game, good game, congratulations, good luck in the next round, whatever the, hey man, you know, you were great, you got the better of me, whatever the fuck he's supposed to say, but Lucic did that for a couple players and then a couple other players, he said, I'm going to fucking kill you, which you're not supposed to do. And uh, it just wasn't a good look. The whole thing, you know, it's funny. It's kind of ironic that I made fun of how the bad boys, the bad boy Pistons, the fucking cheap shot artists, how they fucking went out and they ended up not being bad boys. They went out like punks when they didn't shake the Bulls' hands or whatever the fuck they were playing. I don't watch hoop. When they walked off, I thought we had elements of that. Not saying everybody. Charo was a fucking warrior. He was obviously hurt. The guy looked like me on skates by game seven. He was literally falling down out there. But, um, but whatever, man. I don't like that shit. I don't like the water bottle. I don't like that saying that shit in the line. So it actually, in a weird way, eased the fucking pain because I'm not one of those fans that fucking hates that behavior until people on my team do it. I just, I don't know. I didn't fucking like it. And uh, even if it worked, I didn't like it. Let's say it worked and we won the series. I don't, I don't, I don't fucking like that shit. So anyways, uh, congratulations to the Canadians. Definitely deserved it. And as much as I hate people saying, yeah, real classy, they actually won with class. And, uh, you know, I didn't have a problem with the guy mocking Lucic's fucking pounding of his chest when he scored an empty net goal. I mean, you got to think someone's going to give you shit for that. And you don't let it get under your skin. And I think they got under his skin. I still love the guy. I'm not shitting on him, but they, they got the better of you. And we lost. So there you go. And that's how it works. So now... The Blue Blanque Rouge are now playing the fucking Canadians, and they got fucking smoked in the first one, but that doesn't mean shit. It's just one loss. How many coaches have you heard say, I tell you, I don't care, it's 72. It's 72 to 2. It's only count for one loss. All we can do is uh, try to learn something from this loss and uh, go on the second game and try to forget about this one, um, which is what I think they're going to do. And um, my apologies to Ranger fans because... Uh, there's just something about you. I don't you hear that banging. There you go. That's the guys downstairs. Um, I just, I don't fucking, uh, I just, I don't believe in the Rangers. There, I said it. Obviously, I believe in your goaltender. I believe in the energy that uh, Martin St. Louis, however the fuck you say his name. I believe in that shit. I just don't think you have enough weapons. And then also, I think you're very even with the Canadians. Despite that 7-2, I might eat crow. I did really well in the first round when the high seeds play the low seeds. Oh, I was picking them right and left. <laughs> this just, 
I didn't watch a lot of the Rangers this year, but I'm going to go just with the history of both teams. The exact thing I told you to ignore when I was talking about the Canadians and Bruins, I'm now going to bring up the Canadians' history because I think it applies in this one. So send your fucking hate mail to me. I don't give a shit. I think it applies where they evenly fucking matched and because the Canadians have their history and their history of winning, their fan base expects them to win. And I've seen it in other sports. When you have a fan base that believes like that, they are able to sometimes push a mediocre team up to a higher level. I'm not saying they're mediocre, but I think that they're going to, it's just going to be a different vibe there tonight when they play. Like the fans will have that vibe. We're not going to tolerate you going down 0-2. They just don't do it. Yankee Stadium, old Yankee Stadium had that sound. I'm still getting used to the new Yankee Stadium. But the fans know the fucking game. They know what's on the line. They're the ones that's the Yankee fans started that shit with two strikes. You start fucking clapping, right? They understand the fucking game. Canadian fans do the same. Ranger fans, great fans. I would actually say better fans than the Canadians because they've put up with being a fucking Ranger fan. But the thing about the Rangers... And you got to own up to this Ranger fan. Maybe you don't have to, but I feel, don't you fucking, you, you are, you, if, if you're a true Ranger fan, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. That is the legacy of the New York Rangers. So it's a series like this where they finally turn it around, I guess. Well, I guess they got to win another fucking cup because other than, you know, you know the deal. I don't need to bring up your past stats. Other than 1994, I'll do it for people who don't watch Hockey, other than 1994, I mean, you're talking like a fucking, talking basically they've won one cup in 74 years. It's not a good look. Okay, the first, you know, <laughs> 27 years of that, they were only competing with six other fucking, five other teams. Okay, so um, I just feel that the Canadians are going to be able to power their way through and uh, somehow win this series. I hope it's a great series. Two original six teams, you got to love that. And then out in the West, you got the fucking... Blackhawks, original six, first an expansion six with the uh, the L.A. Kings. And uh, I feel that that is the Stanley Cup final right there. Whoever wins that, um, I don't know how evenly matched they are. I think the Kings might have been a little tired in that first game. It was only three to one, but uh, I don't know. I said it a while back. The fucking, it's the Blackhawks to lose. I think they have a little bit of a tough time with the Kings, and then they just fuck up either the Canadians or the Rangers. That's what I think. Now, if you're fans of the other teams, you should be real excited right now because I don't think I've been right since the first fucking round. Okay? Um, all right, so there's my hockey my hockey speak for the week. Oh, it rhymed. Holy shit. Hey, can I hype a couple of things right now? Well, you have no fucking choice. you got to listen to it. Uh, the All In Comedy Tour. The Monday Morning Podcast presents the All In Comedy Tour. They're going to be at Hilarity's Comedy Club. One of my favorite comedy clubs. One of my favorite club owners, Nick Costas, uh, working there. And uh, Did I say his name right? I know a Nick Costas, and, and then I know Nick. Is it Costas? One of them pronounces it the wrong fucking way. One does the real Greek way. So I say the real Greek ways and I just fucked the whole fucking thing up. Um, anyways, Hilarity's Comedy Club. I do know how to spell his name. How about that? Is that good enough? They're going to be there May 28th through June 1st for seven shows. Paul, dude, I called it Verzi. 
Paul, I'm not from New Jersey, Verzi. Ah, the fucking doorbell's ringing. Hang on. All right, I'm back. You know, it's funny. It was just some fucking person coming to the door soliciting. Just sitting there going like, uh, hey, good evening, sir. I, uh, good afternoon, sir. I'm uh, from the fucking blah, 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 trying to raise money for underprivileged kids. Blah, blah, blah. I guess I'm actually in the middle of a business call. I have to get back. I didn't even get through, and he just goes, all right. <laughs> what was that movie with that guy? Verzi was just talking about Gabe. Well, the guy's actually a salesman, and somebody calls his house, and he does basically the same thing, and the guy gives up, and he just goes, that's it? That's your pitch? This is how you're selling it? And he fucking gets the guy all amped up to give him his pitch again. He goes, Dan, and that's a sales call. The guy's like, so do you want the paper? He's like, no. And he fucking hangs up on him. I know I've seen that movie. Anyways, I was hyping, uh, oh, hilarities. May 28th through June 1st, the all-in comedy tour. See them while you still can. All on the same stage. This is like when the Temptations were actually the Temptations. Paul, don't say I'm from New Jersey, Verzi. Joe, the fucking uh, chairman of the board, Bartnick, Roseboat Tailgate legend and cook, Jason Lawhead. Cleveland native, Jason Lawhead. Go down there if you just want to see a great comedy show. These are the guys that open up for me. Um, when I'm out on the road and all of them are going to become headliners in their own right. And, uh, I don't know when they're all going to share the same stage again. This is like when fucking Frank Dean and Sammy went out before they were famous. You know, they were in some supper club going after some wailing whore. And they said, Hey, what if we all go up here and see what happens? That, that's what you're going to see there in Cleveland. Unless you stay home, unless you fucking stay home. I also have something else to promote. I'm doing a, uh, I'm doing a very important uh, charity event in New York City. All right. It's going to be Monday. Make sure I get this down right. Monday, July 14th in Brooklyn, New York. All right. It's the uh, Give, Laugh, Groove is, uh, I guess, the foundation. It's the website. Sorry. Give, GiveLaughGroove.com. And uh, they're raising money for having children. Um, and I'm going to be doing, I'm be working with James Smith. James got a bunch of fans from Australia, uh, international comedian, uh, doing a little fucking uh, co-headlining thing at the Green Building in Brooklyn, New York, with proceeds going to feed my starving children. Uh, oh, for God's sakes. Can I get through a fucking promo? Speak of the devil, it's Paul Verzi. Hold on one second. Hey, Paul, I'm doing my podcast, and I'm actually right in the middle of hyping your date. I just got done hyping your date. Let me call you back. I said I'm doing my podcast. I'll call you right back. Okay, cool. All right. Um, even he can't hear the fucking podcast. Uh, what's that? Anyways, it's going to be uh, at the Green Building in Brooklyn, New York on Monday, July 14th. I'm working with James Smith. And meanwhile, uh, two phenomenal musicians. Remember that band I told you about, Drew of the Drew? Where just everybody in there was unreal. All oh, you guys sitting out there watching these fucking reality shows. Who's the next fucking American Idol? You just want to see musicians... Who are fucking making it by getting together with other great musicians and making great music. I highly recommend uh, downloading the, the Drew of the Drew album. But um, Drew from Drew of the Drew and J.P. Bouvet, modern, uh, not modern drummer, the Guitar Center drum off winner, Berkeley fucking phenom, just an amazing drummer. Common Thread Tour drummer. They're going to be setting a record for the, uh, I guess, 
longest time two musicians have played together. It's going to kind of be like a, you know, like a festival kind of thing. They're going to be doing that in one room. You've got a comedy show in another room. We're going to be feeding people. It's going to be fucking great. Uh, go to GiveLaughGroove.com and come on out, okay? And I'll, you'll be seeing me bringing the fucking lumber. Uh, oh, and I'll also be uh, feeding some people too, I guess. Whatever. It's a fucking charity. Whatever they need me to do, I'm going to do. What, what is it here? What, what am I doing here? Where is it? Where's the copy, Bill? Why do you suck so fucking bad at this? All right. It says, I got you and James signed up to do the last meal pack of each day, which is 4.30 to 6.30 p.m. on July 14th and 4 to 6 on 6. On, okay, the next day. But we're performing only on the 14th. Uh, still cool with this? Of course I am. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. All right. So there you go. That's what the hell I'm doing. So check that shit out. Okay. <laughs> Back to the podcast. Um. All right, so this weekend, um, I had uh, I had a relative graduated from uh, law school, so I had to fly back to Boston, Joe. Right, and every time I go back to Boston, they fucking built something else and tore something down that I loved, and then fucking put something else in place of it. And I go, what what happened to it? This time I went back, and Hilltop Steakhouse was fucking closed. I was on my way up to Giggles Comedy Club to. Uh, I thought I only do one show. I did two shows. I should have kept it at one. I went into the second room and I didn't realize that it was a uh, church group, I swear to God, trying to raise money for something. And ooh, oh, did old Billy Boy munch his fucking balls on that one. Jesus Christ. It was a legitimate bomb, fucking wire to wire. It just was not a stellar moment in it. Like, you ever see when a plane goes to take off and it just it's just not at the right speed and just fucking just clips the trees? That like that's what happened. And then it disappears into them and you're like, oh, maybe they landed safely. Then there's the fireball. That was my set. <laughs> oh, but the other place it was worth it because the first one it was magic. It was a great. Do you believe in magic? Um, in the fucking main room, that one was great. So. Um, I got to work with Tony V, one of my favorites, and uh, yada yada yada. The next fucking day, I go to the, I go to the graduation, and you know, you know the deal with graduations. You're like, oh my god, this is gonna fucking suck. All right, this is gonna be long. This is gonna be hot. It's gonna be hot and long. It's gonna suck. Sounds like a fucking porno here. It's it's horrific. All right, and uh, pleasant surprise. We show up. It's indoors. It's fucking air conditioning. The dean comes out. She starts fucking talking. Crushes it. Brings up some political guy. He goes up. Fucking crushes it. Then they bring up the guest speaker. All right? This is like when a basketball team's going on a run. And everybody's standing up, freaking out. An 18 all run here at the Salt Lake Palace. The fucking speakers are crushing it. Then they bring up the guy that they hired to speak, and he comes fucking walk. Doctor, blah, 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 whatever the fuck his name is. He comes walking up. This is how he started his speech. He goes, before I speak, I would like to say something. <laughs> I swear to God, that's what he said. That's one of the greatest fucking lines I ever heard. Before I speak... I would like to say something. And immediately, I'm just sitting there going like, oh, God, this is going to be at least 47 to 52 fucking minutes of absolute fucking boredom. 
And uh, fortunately, I was wrong. Like most of my NHL picks, I was wrong. This guy crushed it. You know, started talking about being a little kid and born in fucking Nazi Poland, Nazi-occupied Poland, excuse me, and how the fuck he got out of there, survived his guilt. And now if you become a lawyer, you don't have to be a fucking cunt and you can actually work pro bono and help change the world for a better play. It was a great speech. Crushed it, right? Now all of a sudden, they're handing out diplomas. I'm like, holy shit, they're going to get this fucking thing done in two and a half hours. This is going to be great. Fucking great. Then we're out to the fucking beers and the, and the food. And everything's great. They hand them all out and that's it. And then the dean comes back and inexplicably starts fucking talking. Keeps talking. Ten minutes later, still fucking talking. And I'm feeling everybody getting restless. And it's just like, what the fuck? What the fuck is this person doing? And then like 15 minutes in, it was so bad, it just started to become funny. I mean, everybody was ready for her to wrap it up in 30 seconds. And 15 minutes in, she goes, I'm going to tell this. This is just an aside. And she told it fucking side story that had nothing to do with the other story and all the shit she was saying was basically what everybody else had said 20 minutes in 25 minutes in 30 minutes in and i swear to god dude i like i started i started getting angry because i was all the way in up against the wall i was starting to feel trapped and i started thinking she's doing this on purpose this is a fucking power trip and then mercifully it fucking finally ended like 35 minutes later 35 fucking minutes later, and she didn't have a clue how much she was annoying the shit out of everybody. The, the, the only thing that was keeping me going was looking around at people. People were doing everything. People were were just sort of sitting there, like, looking out the side of their head at the person next to them. A couple other people had done that, uh, uh, what's known as the confessional pose, where you're seated and you got your elbows on your knees and your head is hanging and your hands are clasped. There was a lot of that going on. There was uh, other people not even trying to hide it, looking around behind him like, are you fucking shitting me? That look. Not just over the right shoulder, left shoulder too, right? Fucking double threat with that. There was people, I was right near uh, the section, I wasn't near the walls, near the railing, and then that was like an exit right next to me, and this one fucking guy, he walked in, walked out, walked in, walked out, walked in the third time, and he literally put his hands out, like, you know, like when the refs make a fucked up, a call that's so fucked up, even the head coach doesn't even know what it is. And then they're talking about it, trying to get it right. And they've come to a decision and they don't inform the coach. And he just kind of puts his hands out like, what the fuck happened? What, what's, what's going on? Am I getting fucked or am I, am I, am I, am I going to come out all right in this? So literally just doing that. And then finally she wrapped it up. It was still a good time. It was still a good graduation. But uh, I don't know. That Dean, I swear to God, it was just like my performance at Giggles. I should have stopped at the first little performance. I should have ended at that. It was just, it was horrific. Okay, so anyways, um, the next day I ended up going down to Nashville. I just realized I haven't read any of my fucking advertising yet for this week. God damn it. I went down to Nashville for the Vince Vaughn Wild West Comedy uh, Festival. The first one, hopefully not the last time because it was such a great time. And I got to play the Ryman Theater, and I didn't realize that was the original Grand Ole Opry. And uh, I'm going to tell you about that right after these messages from our sponsor. I know. Fuck you, too. 
Fuck you. Go fuck yourself. I got to do these. All right. Dollar Shave Club. Dollar. Dollar Shave Club, everybody. You know, there are so many things that piss me off. Talk about a few things that piss you off, Bill. Okay, let's talk about how the fucking Dean should have wrapped it up the first time and instead goes on for 35 minutes. That pisses me off. You know? There. Did I reach my contractual obligation there? All right. And paying way too much to shave my face is definitely up there, too. Right up there with somebody doing 35 minutes when I was done with you with your first seven. Okay, nothing feels better than shaving with a fresh new blade. But new razors are so ridiculously expensive that you can't afford to change your blade more than once every six weeks, six months. Sorry. So you'll end up scraping up your face with the old blade. Dollar Shave Club delivers top quality razors for only a few bucks a month. Dollar Shave Club members always shave with a fresh blade because they get a fresh pack in the mail every goddamn week. Um, They got... They got lots of other products, too. Oh, it's back, everybody, like Dr. Kavi's Easy Shave Butter. Dr. Kavi's Post Shave. Oh, he's expanding the business. Well, he also has to have a... He's got a Dr. Cat... Doctor. I got to work on my Boston accent. Dr. Kavi's Post Shave, which follows his Easy Shave Butter. Um, I want some Easy Shave Butter for my toast. Wouldn't that be nice? Easy butter. Uh, Join the hundreds of thousands of guys who've upgraded to a smarter way to shave. Shave time, shave money. Join the dollarshaveclub.com slash... Join now at dollarshaveclub.com slash burr. Support this podcast and a great company by going to dollarshaveclub.com slash burr. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash burr. All right, e-voice, everybody. You're a business owner. I'm assuming that. You're a business owner, but automated phone systems and secretaries are not in your budget just yet, and juggling incoming calls can really make you sound and look a little bit unprofessional. Is there a solution? Yes, there is. Here's something that will dramatically help you and make make you more money in 2014. It's eVoice, everybody. Whether you're a business of one or 100, eVoice will help you manage all of your incoming calls with a toll-free number. Dial by name directory and call routing tools. Your business will sound like a million bucks. Can't take a call? No biggie. eVoice will transcribe the voicemail and email it directly to you. Never be caught off guard again. And with eVoice, you can try it before you buy it. Right now, just for my listeners and anybody else that they've paid money to read this, you can get a 60-day trial to eVoice for absolutely free. Go to eVoice.com and enter the promo code BILL, B-I-L-L, at checkout. Take charge of your business and make more money in 2014. Go to evoice.com and enter Bill at checkout for your 60-day free trial. That's evoice.com, promo code Bill. All right, one more. LegalZoom. LegalZoom, everybody. Modern technology is phenomenal. Smartphones, iPads, and other gadgets make it easy to do so many things. But why is it that our lives seem to get busier at the same time? Well, when it comes to getting the legal help you need, LegalZoom provides a great solution that works with your busy schedule. Let's face it, the legal system is complicated. There are better things you can do with your time. Thankfully, thank Christ, LegalZoom is there for you. So, if you're thinking about starting a business, forming an LLC, or getting a trademark, a will, or a living trust, LegalZoom gets the job done right. You'll get the personal attention you need, and they'll help you take care of all the details. LegalZoom's been helping families and small business owners for 14 years, and they received an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. Call or visit LegalZoom today. For an extra discount, enter BURR, B-U-R-R, in the referral code, 
At checkout, that's LegalZoom.com slash Burr. LegalZoom provides legal help through independent attorneys and self-help services, but it is not a law firm. Go to LegalZoom.com, enter discount code Burr, B-U-R-R. All right, back to the damn podcast. So I mentioned I played the Ryman Theater, which isn't in downtown. It's in what I consider the downtown. It's right where the Nashville Predators play. They got all the honky-tonks there, and they got all the play. I don't even know what they call them that anymore. Whatever, all, that, all the fucking country music and all that shit. And, uh, and right around the corner, right off this little street, is the Ryman Theater. And um, that's where the original Grand Ole Opry was at from like 1930-something to 1974. And um, basically, anybody who was anybody got to perform. Even before then, before... It was even the Grand Ole Opry. It was a uh, a, a vaudeville um, space. So all these other guys, you know, I imagine Charlie Chaplin. I mean, he was doing the rounds. He was working the road. Buster Keaton, W.C. Fields, they had his his uh, headshot um, hanging in there. So even, that's, that, that's how much history this place. Even when the people that I'm freaking out about, the Hank Williams... You know, uh, Patsy Cline and all them. Even when they performed there, that place was already legendary. And um, they actually had a couple strips of wood from the original stage. So everybody, you know, who came out to perform had to go and step on them and just think that, you know, you know, all these unbelievable performers uh, had been there. And um, I'm not going to lie to you. It was one of the best shows I've had in my entire career. I don't know what happened. I went out there, and it usually takes me a second to get a little warmed up, get a vibe for the room. But I walked out there, and it used to be a church. So they have all the original pews. It was made in, like, 1898. So they still had all the original pews. Um, I'm telling you right now, if you go to Nashville, you got to go see a fucking show there. There's a bunch of other great venues there and stuff, but you got to go. Like, I heard Neil Young played there. Um, recently, I mean, that's one that I would just stop what I was doing, get on a plane to go to the Ryman Theater and just sit in a fucking pew from 1898 and watch Neil Young. I mean, it's just incredible. So somehow a shithead like me told enough dick jokes. The next thing you know, I'm the next guy on the show. So I walk out there and the sun's going down and up in the upper deck. It's really small, a lot smaller than I thought it was going to be because People were smaller back then, and they packed them in. And there wasn't all this extra crap, luxury boxes and everything. So whatever, it was like a 2,000-seater, 1,800-seater, and it was the size of, like, I swear to God, like a lot of 500-seat theaters. It's unbelievable. We're literally triple the fucking size of these people, I guess. So anyways, up top, they had these stained-glass windows. So the sun was going down, all right? The sunlight's coming through the stained glass windows. It was like the fucking Blues Brothers moment. And uh, I went out there, and it was a great crowd. And I was on. I started talking. They started laughing. And I swear to God, I almost did like two hours. I did like an hour and 45 minutes. And I left out like three huge bits that I'm going to do on my special. Um, you know, you got to have your blocks when I put together a new hour and I feel like I got the, uh, I got it together is you need that big opener. You got to have the big closer and then you got to have like, you got to have three or four big ones in the middle. 
You know, and then you got your little ones. You give them the rest. Then you go back and do a big one, give them a little rest. Little give them, Take them on a little ride. <laughs> um, but you got to have like, you got to have the four corners there to build the structure is how I view it. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't have a good science background, but that's how I fucking view the thing. And um, I don't know. I, I've had so much fun. I'm having more fun than I ever had doing stand-up. So I have more than enough at this point. And... Um, that's the only concern I have when I go to tape this thing is I don't want it to be overly long. But I also want to document those jokes. So I don't know what I'm going to do. Either do all of them and then cut the special and then have those as extras. I have no fucking clue how I'm going to do it. But you know what? It's a great fucking problem to have. So anyways, backstage, and you can take a tour of this, is they have on the, up on the third floor, they have the Johnny Cash room and they have the Hank Williams room. And then you go down the floor beneath it. They have the second floor. They have That's where all the women's are because men are better. We're above <laughs> on floor number three. And then on floor number two, they had like the Patsy Cline, um, the Patsy Cline room. And then uh, what else? Who the fuck? I'm just so bad at country stars. This is really bad. I have no fucking idea who they have. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just painted the whole picture and then just dropped the brush. Just let you guys fall right off the fucking canvas. I'm sorry. I don't remember, but it was fucking amazing. I actually went, I actually came out to Patsy Cline when I was there. I know it's hacky and it's touristy, but uh, it was cool. I've always liked her. And um, there's actually rumors that she stayed um, on the street that I live in, out, uh, live on out here in LA. There's rumors that she actually rented a house on the block that I live on. And uh, that's one of the really cool things to completely make a left turn here about living in Los Angeles is if you are in an area with a bunch of old houses, there's going to be somebody fucking lived in it at this point. Hollywood and people trying to make movies is we're coming up on a hundred years, aren't we? Um, as far as it actually getting going, Hollywood land and all that type of shit. There's, you know that there, there's a, there's a house um, I actually read about when it was for sale, um, somewhere here in Hollywood or maybe it's, I don't know where the fuck it is, but basically the person who owned the house, they owned it during uh prohibition and then had a pool and, and a cabana. So it's during prohibition and you know the deal. What if they outlawed booze? I mean, how quickly would there be a black market and you'd be fucking drinking in somebody's cellar. You know, knocking. You know, what's the password? The password is, uh, you know, 23 skidoo or whatever, and you, f- <laughs> you fucking get in, right? So um, this person made a bar. Uh, they turned their cabana into like a bar, and they, they just built this little bar, and they don't know how, if they either made their beer in the bathtub or they had some sort of hookup, who knows what. And all these famous people, from way back in the day, Louis Armstrong, Humphrey Bogart, all these people or whatever, um, went over there and drank, and they all carved their names into the bar, and it's still there. So when you went to go look at the house, you could actually go look at this piece of history, and it's actually protected. Like, they make sure if you buy the house, like, you can't tear it down or sell it or any of that type of shit. So um, all of these fucking, you know, all of these icons they had to fucking live somewhere so anyways the rumor is the urban myth on the street that i live on is that she 
either on this street or the next street over, stayed in a house, rented it while she was doing I don't know what. So it was kind of cool, anyways, to come back out, uh, to come out with, uh, can you tell I flew today? I'm always out of my fucking mind when I fly. My brain's all over the place. I've had a fucking brutal day. I apologize. Do you know, when I, when I went to the airport this morning, Nashville, and, uh, it was this extra long line and, you know, just stand there and I left enough time where I could get through it. And, um, I'm coming up right to where you begin disrobing and all that shit. Right. And, um. They end up, uh, the lovely Nia. What's going on? How are you? I'm good. I'm telling my, uh, my airport story from this morning. So, uh, no, not even that one. Here's, here's the story. So I'm standing in line, this long fucking security line. Jesus, Bill, get to the point. I know. So I'm getting ready to, it's becoming my turn where I get to fucking take off the belt and the sneakers and fucking get through the damn thing. And all of a sudden I hear this person behind going, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, thank you, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, thank you, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, Sarah, Sarah. I turn around and it's this guy and he's pushing this African-American woman who's in her 50s in a wheelchair. So, you know, I step aside, she goes by. And then the dude behind me goes, he said, he goes, I got to say exactly what he said. He goes, they should have to wait in line like everybody else. That's what he said. He went with they. What? He went with they. So they. they meaning. They, they meaning people in wheelchairs or black people? Black people. I think, no, I think he meant wheelchairs because there was other black people, um, uh, uh, standing in line, right? So, <laughs> so I turn around, and I, I I don't talk to fucking people in line. I, he just it was just so crazy. I just turned. I said, "Come on, man! I mean, she's in a wheelchair." I go, "Would you rather be standing up or sitting in that chair?" And then there was a pause, and he goes, "They should wait in line like everybody else." <laughs> like this whole Mississippi burning vibe, and I, we know it's killing me. I came up. I came. I came up with the fucking line that I should have said after I got on the plane. What? I should have said, "Oh, what the fuck was it?" Now I already forget it. What, I got to have the proper wording. My brain is just not working today. Um, oh, that's something like, "Oh, now you believe in equality." It's not equality. What is the word? Now you believe in. Ah, uh, oh, Jesus! <laughs> I just blew it. You really? Uh, no, I'm completely you're really struggling. No, I'm completely fucking out of it. Yeah. What the fuck? Because he's basically, you know, this guy, he doesn't want shit to be equal. Right. But now that she's going by him, now he wants the shit to be equal. But, you know, if she went to live in his fucking neighborhood, he wouldn't want her to be. Right. So he wants equality. Oh, that was going to say. Oh, now you believe in equality. That's what I was going to say. Ah, Jesus. Okay. You just yeah. looked up. You get what I'm saying? I do get what you're saying. No, it's okay. It's always a great joke when you have to overly explain it to someone who's known you for fucking years. Ah, Jesus. All right. So you see how that just bombed everybody? Maybe, maybe it's a good thing I didn't say it. Um, that's basically what my second set at Giggles was like. I didn't tell you that, Nia. I fucking ate my balls. I'm sure you didn't. No, I did. Wired a fire. There was one woman who was so disgusted she wouldn't look at me. And I just kept saying, I'm not going to tell another joke till you look at me. And she, she wouldn't look. And I kept going, I'm not going to tell another joke till you look at me. And she just goes, <sighs> and continued to look down at the floor. And she was like, you know, 65, 70. 
Well, that's not exactly your demographic. They were. I would they were. Say. They were a church group <laughs> trying to raise money, and nobody told me anything. So is that, that true? Uh, yeah, that's that was my out. That's my out. That's the story I'm telling. So, anyways, so here here was my morning, right? So, I get a car service to pick me up at LAX when I go to land. Now, the whole fucking purpose of a car service is when you get off the plane, the fucking jerk-off is standing there. So you just leave. You want to leave. You're paying a ridiculous amount of money, not for the ride. You're paying the money to leave, to leave the clusterfuck that is LAX. So I go down there, and there's 10 people standing there with names, and I'm all excited. Where's my name? Where's my name? Did I get picked, right? Am I going to make varsity? You know? And, of course... My name isn't fucking there. So I'm an entitled jackass at this point. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. I just walk out and I go right to the cab line. There's no line. There's also no cabs. But I see a cab coming. And the fucking guy pulls up. And then right then I get the text about the guy. And he's like, you know, trying to explain to me that he's in the parking lot and he's on his way. But his English is as good as my French. So it takes a second. So I walk away from the cab. Then I'm standing there, I'm muttering, going, these fucking goddamn sons of bitches. You know what the fuck? I want to get out of here. I want to go home. I got to record the podcast. I'm being a big baby, basically, right? And then all of a sudden, two seconds later, the fucking town car pulls up. He looks at me. I look at him. I nod. He nods. And I fucking get in the car. And I'm like, all right, see? Once again, Bill, you lost your shit for no reason. That didn't take long at all. So we're driving away. We're driving away. And I'm in a great fucking mood. I get out of LAX. I'm feeling great. And then all of a sudden, his phone fucking rings. And he's like, hello? What? Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And he goes, I picked up the wrong passenger. So I'm thinking like, well, you know, too bad for that other guy. So the guy slows down. And he goes, we have to go back. And, dude, we were like 10 minutes away from the airport, right? I'm like, we're not going back. We can't go back. And he goes, no. He goes, we have to go back. I got to go back and get him. You're in the wrong car. And I'm like, well, that's not my fault. You picked me up, right? And then he's literally starting to turn around. I feel like some little kid. I want to go to the toy store, right? And he's taking me to go see the dentist. So I'm like, dude, you can't just drive me back. You can't do that. And then he starts going, you know, stop yelling at me. And I'm like, I'm not yelling at you. Like he thought this was yelling. That's not yelling, is it? Well, you know what? You guys need to up your yelling game because that's not fucking yelling. So I, I, he apologizes to the other guy. He doesn't fucking apologize to me. And he goes, I had to sign. And he shows the sign. with like fucking guy's last name was like Rancho Cucamonga. This really fucking long name. And I'm like, I didn't, you didn't fucking show me that. And he goes, yes, I did. I go, dude, are you literally telling me I don't know what my name is? And he's like, stop yelling at me. I go, I'm, I'm not yelling. And you're sitting there acting like I don't know what my fucking name is. I didn't curse, though. So then I finally just go, you know what? Just pull over. Let me out here. So he pulls over and like Sepulveda leaves me off. And he's just sitting there in the fucking driver's seat. As I, as I go to get out. Pops the trunk and it's just sitting there. So I leave the passenger side door open and the trunk open and I walk out. Like a total, it's such a chick fucking move. Like that's not a man move. Um, but I did that. And then I went and I got my nails done. Um, oh, shut <laughs> up, Bill. It is, dude. That's, that's, that's a pussy move. It is a pussy move, but... Well, there you go. Who has a pussy? Chicks. Oh, Thank you. Up. You know the whole thing about that scenario is, is like, 
his job is to say, are you Mr. Rancho Cucamonga? Yes, I am. Are you? And we're going to this place, right? That's normally what they're supposed to do. They you make sure you got the name right. I had my headphones on. Okay. I took my 50% of it. All right, yeah, because the guy, the driver, who the actual person who I... It was at least 50% of my fault. It definitely was 50% of your fault because there was a guy inside holding a sign with your name on it. No, there wasn't. Not at the time, but then he called you or whatever, and he was like, I'm coming around and this and that. Either way... Did you hear what you just said? Either way. Did you hear what you just said? What? You said there was a guy in there holding a sign with my name on it. I said, no, there wasn't, and you said, not at the time. Well, they called me. It was the thing. Well, I called Okay, them so if the fire department shows up the day before the fucking house is on fire and sprays water on it, like, is, is, his, isn't his job that he's supposed to have a little bit of timing? That's why, that's, he is. He's supposed to have timing. He should have been there. You should have seen him right away. That's the whole point of it. And that other jackass should have confirmed that you were Mr. Rancho Cucamonga and you were going to the right place. Stop saying Rancho Cucamonga. You said it in the beginning, and I thought it was Go with something different, like Walla Walla. Walla Walla or Chevy Chase. Uh, I'm joking, but the... the... So, no, he should have checked. He fucked up. Can I tell you something? And then you got all... I fucked up, man. The way you did. Who's kidding? Who's kidding? I fucked up. I'm a dick. He probably told the story to the next passenger, and they both laughed, and the next passenger was easygoing. And no, fucking no, was no, was no, a better no. person than I was, and gave him a nice. But tip. he met, but he messed up. He had, he you're supposed to check to make sure if you've never met the person before, you double. He should have assumed him. I was that dumb. That's basically it. I should have closed the door in the trunk. I'm a cunt. Um, it was a bit of a bitch move. Totally. Well, there you go. So you I'm agree with the, me? No, I. But a bitch meaning like pussy, but not a female necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not fair. It's not fair. To, a punk move, maybe. Th- th- this no, and a bitch. A, this a fitty, like having a fit or throwing a tantrum, like a babyish move. Oh, in, definitely. Immature. Let's oh, just, let's just go with immature. It. All about it. We'll go with immature. It was an immature move of you to be like, fine. I'm not closing the door or the trunk. Take that. You're both being like unnecessary because he should have been like you know what sir you're absolutely right i, I should have double checked with you i'm so sorry i got 20 bucks on me can i at least give you 20 dollars for the next no he doesn't time? do all that look this and this i think this is why it's called a chick move a pussy move a bitch move is because guys passive aggressive because you guys don't fight for the most part you guys don't solve shit physically so you guys you solve it that way because you're, you're more evolved as a man, you're supposed to, like, I was literally supposed supposed to take off my fucking headphones and we were supposed to duke it out right there on the sidewalk. And whoever won, that was the direction the car was going to go in. Every <laughs> Clint Eastwood movie I ever watched, that's how it was supposed to be done. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. All right? I was like Tootsie. <laughs> that's what the movie was like. But, so, I mean, but you still understand that he did have to go back to get the person who actually paid for his car. He, he screwed up. But he has to go back and get the person that paid for the car. He you can't call another car? Well, I don't know what their whole situation is. He I don't think you know anything up. about the situation because you don't work in that industry. Well, I just know that... Isn't it enough that I back. just said I was 100% wrong and that I was a bitch and I threw a tantrum? Okay. You're just going to fucking right. countersink no, no, it and fucking no, no. spackle over it? I got it. You're I'm fine. A- I know. You had a hard morning. I'm not going to come in here. No, the whole weekend, yeah, I swear to God, like I was a fucking idiot this weekend. I got on – I returned a rental car at Logan Airport and I missed my fucking 
I missed my terminal because mm-hmm. I assumed that <laughs> something in Boston with the sign was going to make sense, which it never, never does. Never. This is the deal. I'm, I'm waiting to go to Terminal E, Southwest Airlines, right? So they go to the first one. There's two buses. One goes to B and C, one goes to D and E. So I don't fuck that up. I actually get on the right bus. They go to the first one. They're like, Terminal D. Fucking whatever, United Airlines, American Airlines, blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, all right, well, that's not it, D. I know it's not D. And I was, I was tweeting once again, being a fucking idiot. So while you were driving? No, while I was riding. But here's oh. the thing: in between terminals, oh, I was okay, in between it, terminals. It, so we get to the next terminal. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm in a bus. I couldn't see what the letter was, and it says, uh, <laughs> it says next, ter- you know, next terminal. He starts. Re- all I hear is the, the airlines. Japanese Air, Iraqi Air, Turkish Air, mm-hmm. United Air, Emirates. I'm like, all right, international terminal, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, we're going back to where the fuck I was going. I go, well, what happened to Terminal E? The guy goes, I went to Terminal E. Southwest was in the international. Does that make any fucking sense? No. Japanese Air, Turkish Air, Iraqi Air, Southwest. Didn't somebody buy Southwest, though? Didn't a bigger airline buy Southwest? Does that have anything to do with it? I thought I heard that. I thought Southwest got bought by some bigger airline. What, are you hanging out with pilots? No. How the fuck do you know that? I don't know, because I read things. I don't know. I I really could have sworn that that happened. You know what's funny about you? You don't want to get a fucking... I want to bring this up. How You don't want to get a TV in the bedroom. Because you said it affects the connection between the two people. I'm keeping it clean here. And meanwhile, every fucking night, you know, you're, you're on your laptop. So what's the point? Why can't I watch the, the end of a game laying here in bed, rubbing my balls, <laughs> watching a game? First of all, there's nowhere in here to hang a television. Well, they used to have these things back in the day called TV stands, and when you bought a TV, there's not going to be a t- that, no, there's not going to be a TV stand in here. That's no, I don't. I don't oh, that's hilarious! I thought I had fifty percent of this room. Can it be on my side of the room then? Um, no. I literally block the door to my closet with a TV if I could just do that. Is that what that. you want to do? You want to like mount it right there and have the door closed so we can like see it on an angle? I mean, that could work. That's not a crazy idea. It's not a crazy idea. It's one of the best ideas you've ever had. Thank you. I'll get rid of that closet door. You're not. You're not going to get rid of the closet. I'll door I'll fucking for a open TV that goddamn. Or let's be. Let's close the door. And let's that's let's how be you serious here. I'll pay another man who knows how to fix things <laughs> to open that wall up, turn my entire closet into a fucking TV. That whole wall's a TV. Most people make it in an aquarium, right? You are like obsessed with lying down while watching TV. I'm tired. I'm fucking tired. My brain doesn't work anymore. I've traveled more in the last fucking year and a half, and I'm old now. Okay? I'm fucking old. I forgot. Mm-hmm. I, I lost another pair of sunglasses. I just... <laughs> I left my car charger. I just drop off rent a car. car dro- charger, uh, too? I just get out of the car like, ah, which way is the terminal? I mean, I should literally... <laughs> I should be wearing those hospital loafers. <laughs> Carrying an IV. Like Did you that, call like, them that about my... your sunglasses like I told you to? That all it would take is a phone call. If they were like, no, we don't see it, then fine, you move on. But if they're like, actually, yeah, I, I, I just went out to the glove compartment and there they were. Working yeah, I left my sunglasses in a vegan restaurant and the dude stole them. Okay? Still For upset s- about that, huh? <laughs> There's something about a vegan restaurant. I don't you, know why you, you, you keep think... tying veganism to like there's something going to be more morally to you. No, they're like I, the most what? insufferable people out there. No offense, vegans, but you know you guys can be too much with that. Oh, shit. <laughs> Is that... 
Hey, you know what? People wanted me to talk about Jay Z and Solange or oh, the elevator fight. Uh, whatever the hell her fucking name Solange. is. Solange, that's her name. I'm sick of Jay-Z wearing that Roger Moore tuxedo. We get it. You're fucking cool. Enough already. Tom Ford. Oh, is that what that is? Always. Yeah, I don't fucking know. I always feel at this point, Jay-Z's so famous, you forget he's from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And he fucking grew up in a street corner can still beat the shit out of you, you know? <laughs> Although, him with his shirt off, you know? I don't know. <laughs> he's definitely a businessman. He's a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's, 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 he's fine dining. He's eating, like, steak and wine and, like, croissants and he shit. He is not like, P90X. Yeah, I no. can tell you that. He doesn't need to do all he's that. He's got the gift of gab. He doesn't need to do all he that. He doesn't. He doesn't. You know what? I've, I've, I've had enough arguments with people. God bless him and his Roger Moore tuxedo. Did you talk about the, the elevator fight? Have you covered no, I, 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 I'll talk about it. Oh, I'll talk about it oh, right I'll now. I'll talk about I'll it talk. all day. <laughs> I thought Jay-Z, regardless of whatever the fuck he said that set her off, showed unbelievable restraint, mm-hmm. okay? Getting kicked by a woman in high heel shoes, I've been there, okay? that fu- It fucking hurts. And he kept taking it to the hands. <laughs> and there was a moment at one – I only watched it once. There was a time, like one of the last times she hit him, she even flinched. Because she was like, yeah, at this point, he des- I deserve <laughs> to get punched in the face. You see her flinch. She spit at him. That was what was really awful. That's what I forgot to do to that driver this morning. That would have been the, crown- the crowning <laughs> oh bitch God. move. No, I'd never do that. No, no, no. But, you know, their family has problems like anybody else's family. I feel like, if anything, it just, you know, it just goes to show you that you shouldn't feel bad. When, you know, your uncles or whatever start screaming at each other over Thanksgiving. That is funny, though, when you really think about how many people are, who are judging them. Actually, there's t- footage that exists somewhere of their family fighting in an elevator. It's mm-hmm. just they're not famous and nobody so cares. So no one cares. <laughs> yeah, so it, <laughs> exactly. it, it just gets taped over. Yeah. I feel like a lot of, there are a lot more, like, physical fights that happen in families between siblings and stuff that most people wouldn't want to admit. You know, so it's I it's I, I really don't think it's that big of a deal. I was watching it like Salon, stop! No, well, he definitely said something no. fucked up because he definitely because did. Beyonce didn't do anything. Yeah, she, she was she was and standing she left there with her sister she, too. She, she was probably like, well, that's what happens when you say X, Y, and Z. <laughs> that was her vibe. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but I, it's not that big of a deal. I don't feel like you know. No, that's kind of a big no. That's a def. That's a, that's it's over. Their relationship is fucking over. And if money wasn't involved, whose relationship? Jay Z's and uh, the fucking Solange's. Yeah, nah. Old sidekick there. She's not a sidekick. Yes, she is. Come on, <laughs> she's she's Frank Frank Stallone. No, no, she has a really good album out. I love her music, and she has great style. No, she's not as famous as Beyonce, obviously. And all these dumbass internet people on Twitter are like, I've never even heard of her until now. She should be thankful she got any kind this of is, press. This is my, you don't my know theory. Shit. Just because you don't know music uh, beyond what's on your top 40 radio station that hey, they play hey. in the morning while you're going to work doesn't mean that this person isn't talented. No, I just get annoyed with that. Jeez, first the vegans, now the music lovers. <laughs> this is the deal. The only way she can make it is if she's in the same group as Beyonce. Because that's the way it fucking works. There's no way, never in the history of 
two people in the same family trying to be a solo artist, have they ever made it? They always, you got to be together. The Everly Brothers, the Jackson Five, the Osmonds. And then what happens is somebody breaks out of it and then the rest of them go back to the dinner table going, (laughs) I have an album out too. And everybody's like, yeah, we don't care. I know I'm your mother. I don't care. Michael is special. Donnie and Marie are the best. They're younger than you. They're cuter than you. And Jesus likes them better. And that's what happens. And you're fucked. So the only move she had was when Beyonce was on the way up. She should have been in Destiny's Child. Look at me. Look at me on the other side of the fence she just calling was, off groups here. Bill, she was, well, maybe was she, she in that group? She was like a I backup. I thought it was Kim was Coles a, and uh, that chick from Kim uh, Coles? From uh, uh, the She's one a, on the roller skates, Tootie. Wasn't she in that? <laughs> Just, just naming black people now. Yeah. Um, no, she was like a backup dancer. She went on tour with them when she was younger. She had an album when she was younger. Oh, she Jesus. got pregnant. She backup moved dancer. to like I, I was a Oklahoma or something. You were I was a backup dancer. I was. Remember that ACDC, that ACDC video, Who Made Who, when I had all the Anguses up there? I was, I was one of the Anguses. She also, she also I didn't wrote, really, people. I didn't. No, she I wish didn't. I did. She also wrote quite a few of Beyonce's songs and like co-wrote some of Destiny Child's songs too. So, you know, she's she's got other talents yeah. and things, you know? Yeah. She, she doesn't need to be as famous like as her that, sister though. She's but like she that chick. And I say, hey, yeah, yeah. Linda Perry? No. Uh, yes, that's what that is. What's going on? Her name is Linda Perry. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. She's the lead singer. It isn't. It's, it's called... like Jessica or something. It's not. <laughs> you know I'm right. No, I don't know what her name is. Four non-blondes. Yeah. Lead singer Linda Perry, recently married to Sarah Gilbert from Roseanne. Did you know that? Who played Darlene? They're, they're married. The last time I saw her at Linda Perry, not the last time, like I see her, but I saw her at Wait, the restaurant Wait, isn't that four non-blondes chick? Isn't she like, fuck, she's got to be my age. Probably. What's she going around with that little girl for? What are you talking about? Sarah Gilbert's older than I am. I saw the show the other day. She's like 12. That's because she looks great. <laughs> no, but I she, was joking I like I was oh. watching the fucking TV show. Oh. <laughs> you're, you're, I'm just bombing all over the place. Today. But no, I saw Linda Perry at the rest the vegan restaurant in question. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I hope she didn't leave her fucking sunglasses <laughs> or her top hat. <laughs> do you, now, do you like her? Linda Perry? Oh, because I have a problem with white people with dreadlocks? Damn it! it. You fucking snuffed that right out. You're too smart for your own fucking good. She doesn't have them anymore. Yeah, but she had them. She's a songwriter. At the time, I didn't think Nia doesn't like white people with dreads. Weds. I just feel like... She doesn't like weds. Weds. I just feel like... I don't know. Dreadlocks are a very particular cult i don't know maybe they don't that style doesn't belong to anyone anymore would you consider it an offshoot of blackface no (laughs) no (laughs) i think it's like you know white people that don't want to do their hair and like think they're super um like tapped into like rasta reggae music and like what if they really really (laughs) (laughs) what if they really 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 love weed that yeah, that doesn't mean anything. That and they actually normally do really, really, really love weed with their goddamn hemp necklaces and whatnot. So isn't that a <laughs> commitment to the lifestyle? That's not all just... Rastafarianism is, though. It's a religion. No, it isn't. 
Yes, it is. Google it. Not in this country. <laughs> well, it's well, not when are their American. holidays, and how come we don't get the day off? Because it's not it's not an American thing. You said it's not not in this country. Exactly. No, it's I was not. joking. I was just being yeah. an idiot. But no, it's not an, like an American or whatever religion. No, it isn't. No, but this, aren't there enough rosters over here that they could start complaining and we could get another <laughs> day off? Yo, man, how come the Jews got all their days off in September, man? <laughs> Sorry, worst fucking Jamaican accent ever. Uh, is that where Rastafarians come from? I don't know. All I know is I wouldn't fuck with any of them. I don't believe in magic. Do you believe in magic? But I do with fucking those people. I wouldn't fuck with them. They it, just, it's, it's not, it's not I saw enough. in magic. I've watched Are you stuff. thinking of voodoo? Yeah. Because that's not the same thing Listen, at all. Listen, it's all Raiders of the, the Lost same, Ark to it's me. It's not the same thing at all. Listen, they, used, they still they still and used foreign and weird to you, aren't they? Yeah, I went there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm threatening you. Yeah, I'm threatening you. you. Um, Stamps.com, everybody. You want to do whatever it takes to make sure your business runs efficiently. Of course you do. But constant trips to the post office can definitely get in the way. Eats up valuable time that you could be spending on growing your business instead. So, bring the post office right back to your desk with Stamps.com. You don't have to be a postal expert. Stamps.com makes it easy. Buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or any package. Using what you already have, your own computer and printer, then just hand it to your mailman or mail person. It's just that easy. Join over Join the five. It's doing so great. Join the 500,000 small businesses that use stamps.com and never have to go to the post office again. I use stamps.com to send out all my DVDs and my posters for all the stuff that I whore myself out with at the end of the show. I'm a moron. If I can use it, so can you. Right now, use my last name, Burr, for this special offer, no risk trial, plus a $110 bonus offer. Includes a digital scale and up to $55 free postage. Don't wait. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Burr, B-U-R-R, that's stamps.com, enter Burr. That wasn't bad, was it? Very good. Hey, you know what I forgot Mail to mention? Mail carrier, I think, is now the ultimate PC. We've covered it all. Mail carrier. I know, but that job's not going to exist in a couple of years. They're phasing the whole friggin' thing out. Um, and back in the day, they had a mailman. Um... <laughs> All right, wait a second. I needed to promote something here. Oh, people – oh, I haven't got to the fucking questions this week. Um, oh, people always ask, where can I email the podcast? This is where you can do it, at bill – sorry, bill at the mmpodcast.com. Once again, bill at the mmpodcast.com. Okay? There you go. And on Twitter, you can also, if you want to look up some of the clips and shit – at the MM podcast and MMP in both things is capitalized. Now they have to rewind both whatever the fuck it is. All right, Stanhope. Um, tons of emails about the Stanhope episode. Lots of kind words from listeners. Insane amounts of requests for him to come back. You know, I tweeted him to say thank you for the flowers, but he never tweeted me back. But he has also a gazillion followers, so he probably didn't even see it. Yes, he did. He brought you that. Uh, the nice, uh, it's not a bouquet. He bought you a potted plant. Yeah. He bought little, you the flowers that keep giving. Yeah, the little floral yeah. arrangement. I put it out on my little balcony. They're very For some pretty. reason, he thought that you weren't going to like him. Like you, he was going to be, a, I don't know what, like a bad influence. You would have loved him. Came in absolutely killing this fucking leisure suit. He looked great. He was wearing a leisure suit? I missed him in a he, leisure suit? 
No, I've never, I've, I've never met him, but he sounds cool. He's really funny, so we'll, oh, yeah. I'll meet him. We'll, really we'll funny is him. an understatement. He's yeah. been like, you know, anybody who says that's the funniest guy in the country for the last at least eight years, I, I would never, I would just say you have great taste in comedy. Hmm. Now get out of my way. I'm trying <laughs> to find my car. <laughs> oh, entitled Bill this week. All right. Dear Billy Faithful, you and Nia seem to have a great relationship from the listener's point of view. Uh, couples always play that. If you could cheat with anyone, who would it be? Uh, why did you have to show up for this? Who would it be, game? <laughs> I'm asking you this. If you could have one woman from all of history. I love when people say history. that. Like you have any idea. Marie Antoinette. <laughs> what, what like Joan of Arc looked like. You just, what, the way she, she was painted? <laughs> Women were fucking ugly back in the day. Oh, stop it. And the guys were. Everybody was shaped like a refrigerator. That's why I hate those old photos when your pictures, the paintings when you go there. What? Oh, those fucking rump roasts. Everybody just fucking. How many wars did you win? How are you like. Get on. Just go walk around the castle a couple of times. You about fine art or whatever. And plus, those people were just there, yeah, living the life, eating good food and being servers, and they just, just sat a around bunch all of day. pasty, fat thighs they didn't have and to do asses. Shit. They didn't have to do anything. It was the people out in the field. Those were the people who had great bodies. But the aristocrats, eh, they're just kind of, you know, there. Turned into mush, as you like to say. Yeah. Well, well, they should have painted the poor people because the fucking fat asses in the castle, they were a mess. No wonder they wore robes, you know? <laughs> Everybody else was walking around with a fucking leaf over their junk. <laughs> all right, I'm asking you this. If you could have one woman from all of history be absolutely in love with Billy Twinkle Toes. Oh, it's, this is for you. Who would it be? No, it's for you. Oh, they're writing it to Okay. Assuming Nia isn't in the picture for nonviolent reasons, who would be your girl? Imagine you have 60 seconds to give your answer, and it's going to stick for all end, eternity. Uh, thanks, and go fuck yourself. Um, 60 seconds is on the clock. I know. What's fucked up is it's just, what's great about this is that it isn't just who do you want to bang. I'm going to have to live with this person when the looks go. And that you want them to be in love with you, and you have all of history <laughs> to choose all right. from. All of history for you me huge, is uh, every hot woman I've seen since the 70s. You, one choice. One choice. One choice. There are some 70s women that you bring up, but I feel like you might still have Well, I liked one. all the Charlie. You know what? Nah, I liked all the Charlie's Angels, but I, could I live with them? Kate Jackson was, I think, the cutest one. I loved Kate Jackson with that smoky voice when she yeah. was on the rookies. Uh, what, how much? How much time I got left? You think about thirty seconds? <laughs> thirty seconds. Twenty-five. Left. Who else did I like? Another smoky voice with some curves was the chick in the beginning of uh, Cheers. That she was on Fat Actress and she looked like oh, Kirstie Alley. Yep. Uh, she's really beautiful. She's gorgeous. I've seen her in real life. She is beautiful Stunning. woman. Very beautiful. Fuck. Woman. Um, so Kirstie Alley, circa Cheers, <laughs> Kate Jackson, circa Charlie's Angels. But you only get one. Nah, show. I know so there's got to be somebody else. I know there's somebody else. This is too fucking quick. And no, no, no. I got ten seconds. Time's up. You got to count down. Ten, nine. Oh fuck! Eight, Pressure. Seven, uh, Marion Ross. Six. What? Marion Ross. Who's Marion Ross? She played the mom on Happy Days. I was going to say, that's the mom from Happy Days? <laughs> I had nothing. I had to go with something funny. Do I get to choose? 
Just nope. Being here. But I'm here. I know you're here, but the question wasn't for you. Lenny Summer, Kravis. baby. Lenny Summer, Kravis. baby. Lenny sunny, Kravis. sunny, baby. Sunny, baby. <laughs> dear, right, the door. dear Billy. I gotta admit, that's a fucking. Ah, no, that's actually good. He has abs and he can sing, you know. So you get the movie star and the rock star. Ah, Jesus Christ. All right, Summer Baby. Dear Billy SBF1000, you get it because I'm pasty. You know, some cunt wrote me on Twitter saying like, hey, Bill, I went to take a picture at the Ryman, but you're so pasty, it just looked like a bunch of clothes, And uh, which is true. I'm definitely pasty, but here's a little tip for you people out there who want to take a picture during a show. Why don't you use a fucking camera? You know, I love how it's always me and my pigment's fault rather than you and your phone. You're taking a picture with a phone. It's a phone. It's a camcorder. It's a texting device. It's something you can watch porno on. Oh, and it's also a camera. It's trying to do too many things. It's wearing too many hats. You bring a fucking camera in there. It can capture me and all my lack of pigment. All right, so quit blaming me. It's your fucking phone. All right. Big plans for this summer. I know you live out there in the perfect climate. No, I don't. I don't. It gets hot as hell here in the summertime and it catches on fire. Um, he said, for people, not soil. He said, well, that's funny. But what's on tap in the months of June, July, and August? Do you ever think about getting a jet ski and hunting sharks on the coast? Do you have a pool? What are you excited for? Uh, I am excited to not kill sharks. I think it's disgusting that people do that shit. And uh, I think it's disgusting that people swim in the fucking ocean. I think it's you shouldn't do that shit. That's disgusting. It's reckless. Uh, I don't have a pool. What am I excited for? Um, I'm doing Mike Johnston's, another one of his workouts, and I'm leading with the left hand. One of his drum exercises. I'm leading with the left hand, and it's getting fucking stronger every day. And uh, I'm having a hell of a time playing drums. I'm excited to ride some motorcycles this summer. I'm excited to take my dog on a hike. I'm excited to not fucking work for a couple of months after I take my special, other than doing the local clubs out here to build up my next hour. Oh, and of course, I'm also doing the, uh, I'm doing that um, benefit on July 14th at the Green Building in Brooklyn, New York with Jimmy Smith. Um, James Smith, sorry. And um, it was Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith's. Fucking NYPD blue. Um, all right, last thing. Girlfriend constantly gets hit on. Ah, Jesus Christ. Hey, Nia! Come in here for this one. No, I'm talking to the, I'm talking to the landscapers real quick. Ah, Jesus Christ. Welcome back, Edward. All right. The landscaper. They're not the landscaper. These are the people who actually plant the fucking tomatoes. As you can tell, all I do is tell jokes. I don't fucking know how to do anything else. I can't even drive myself back from the fucking airport. I lose my sunglasses like an old man. I, I have caretakers at this point. Uh, dear Billy Redballs, I've been with my girlfriend for around a year. And I've noticed that lots of other men hit on her. I mean, a lot. Now, this happens almost never... Oh, this almost never happens when I'm around. Oh, well, that's respectful. But she tells me at least a few times a week about a creepy stranger who approaches her or cat calls her. I have to say, it makes me pretty uncomfortable but proud at the same time. The weird part of all this is that while my girlfriend is Asian, it's only older black men that hit on her. Wow, that's weird. She must have a fucking fat ass or something. 
no disrespect. Um, now we're both in college, and I just got back from four months studying abroad in France. While I was there, she told me about a guy in a parking garage that came up behind her and groped her. I told you, she's got a fat ass. A guy who stopped traffic in the middle of downtown Atlanta just to say what's up, and a tutor who flat out asked if she's single and started to insult me without ever having met me. Oh, my God. That's fucking awesome. I'm sorry, but that's hilarious. He's hitting on one of his students, finds out he has a boyfriend. Hey, he, guy sounds like a douche. How soon before that guy gets fired? Um, anyways, cashiers at Starbucks drop comments, too, and she says they always stare at my chest. Is she trying to make me jealous? Um, well, have you conveyed to her how that makes you feel? You know, just say, hey, not for nothing, you are gorgeous. I understand why people look at you. I mean, I looked at you. I didn't look at you like a creep. You know, I just thought you were stunningly beautiful, and I, I had to talk to you. And now here we are in this relationship, but uh, I don't know. I don't know why she's doing that. Just, do, do you not tell her she's beautiful all the time? Are you not giving her something that she needs? So she's saying, look at all these other people who want me. Or is she just out of her fucking mind? I don't know. Let's keep reading. Now, for the summer, she's also in a study she's also in a study abroad program, but in Barcelona. Ah, Jesus Christ. Who is this right now? I, I didn't fucking is this like uh You guys are living a hell of a life here. While they were out in a little group exploring the city, one guy with her tried to hold her hand and tried to play it off as just a joke. Ah, Jesus. I can't get mad at that. We've all had a big swing and a miss. <laughs> What are you doing? Oh, no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, anyways, I don't know why she tells me about these things, but she knows, oh, she knows it makes you feel uncomfortable. If I was ever there with her, I doubt this would ever happen, but we're unfortunately long distance until July. I'm kind of worried because she's under 21, but now she's in Europe. She's able to drink, and I'm scared someone is going to try and take advantage of her, and there's nothing I can do. Am I crazy for having this bother me so much? I don't know what I can do to stop it or even if or even if it would stop when I'm with her. How do I keep them away? Let me ask you a question, sir. Do you love this woman? You know, is this the woman that you think you're gonna be with? If you have a definite answer, yes, then you need to talk to her about this. Okay? And just say, listen, you're a beautiful woman, and I'm just going to have to accept the fact that when I'm not around, guys are going to ask you out the same way I did, okay? But for my own sanity, I would really appreciate it if you didn't tell me about it, okay? Unless, obviously, somebody gropes you, then I want to fucking find the guy and kill him. Um, if your answer is no, um, you're studying abroad in France. I just came back from there. So the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life per capita are over there. You're going to be foreign. You're going to have a fucking sexy accent to them. Cut your fucking losses. Go down and buy some fucking condoms and have at it. All right? That's that's my suggestion. I hope I didn't go too quickly with that. But uh, how do you keep them away? You can't keep them away. And when you date a beautiful woman, you just you have to accept on some level that guys are going to hit on them. Hit on them. Hit on her. And you, you can't get mad at that. They're beautiful. You did the same fucking thing. 
You can't tell me before you didn't get to know her as a person, if you really do love her, that when you looked at her, you didn't just went, God, titties! You didn't something. You didn't say something like that. So, um, yeah, you know, I don't know what to tell you. You're gonna have you're gonna have to find a middle ground if you're gonna stay with this woman. You either have to fucking uh, yeah, you got to convey that it's bugging you, and then make peace with the fact that it's still gonna fucking happen on some level. All right, but uh, she's really young, and you must be really young too. And you're both going to countries where they fuck because you know that's what's to do over there. <laughs> I'm such an idiot, but I'm just saying, you know. What are you going to do? Oh, that was awful. Sorry. I just got off a fucking plane. I tried. I tried. Um, that's my advice. If, if You know what? I'm jet lagged here. If, if fucking somebody has some better advice, just write it into the uh, bill at the mmpodcast.com and uh, I'll try to maybe do a better job next week. That's the podcast for this week. Sorry. Now I got the hiccups. That's it, everybody. Go fuck yourselves. Have a wonderful, uh, wonderful week. And uh, I'm going to go watch the fucking Rangers play the Canadians. See ya.